WXME AM 780 Monticello Holton Presque Happy New Year. Good morning, Aroostook County. This is the Aroostook Watchman Radio Show, coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the conscience of Maine. It's New Year's Day. New Year's Day 2015. Not good. I still catch myself writing 19-something. Not good. (laughs) And you know, my wife and I were joking. As you, uh, you know, you're getting old when your fizzy, bubbly drink on New Year's Eve is magnesium citrate, so you can sleep well and poop in the morning. Happy New Year! <laughs> anyway, oh well, I guess we're just kind of we're supposed to be aging gracefully. I'm trying. I'm not sure it's working so well. Anyway, if you would like to. Come in uh, on the show today and just say Happy New Year to Aroostook County and the rest of the state of Maine. Uh, You're more than welcome to do so. It's going to be, we're just going to kind of take it easy. There's a few issues going on we need to talk about. But uh, you're more than welcome to jump in there and just uh, wish the folks a Happy New Year. I would like to hear you say that you're going to get involved that uh, you've been paying attention, that you'd like to know what to do to affect real change to uh, restore the land of the free and the home of the brave. If you have an opinion, you want to jump in, it's easy. Go to TalkShoe.com, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E, TalkShoe.com, and uh, look for a rustic watchman or Just put in 52956 in the little square box in the upper right-hand corner, and uh, it'll take you right there. You can join in there in the chat room, or you can, if you've got a, if your computer has a little microphone and and all that stuff, you can just call right in and be right online on the chat room and live uh, as in in a voice mode, audio, Uh, or you can call this number. If you're driving, don't write this down. If you're riding, you can write this down and call in because it's easy to access. 724-444-7444. 724-444-7444. Too many, too many fours. Holy smokes. Where'd they get that? When, the, when it answers, it will say, welcome to talk show. And it'll want your access code. And it is 52956, 52956, and then the pound sign. Don't forget the pound sign. Nothing works without the pound sign, you know. Just like all those things on your phone, got to push the pound sign. It may ask you for a PIN number. If it does, it is one in the pound sign. Again, don't forget the pound sign. Okay, what else is going on? Uh, Let's see. We should... uh, There's some interesting folks, interesting stuff going on in Augusta. The 127th legislature is just about to uh, activate, and they're already active. They're already proposing bills and getting things ready because they hit the floor running, and then they keep them so busy that... uh, they really don't understand what's going on. One of one of my uh, one of the guys that's down there. I, I really uh, appreciate the, the, his enthusiasm, and he works really hard at it. Um, we disagree on a, a few things because not because he's not a good guy, but because he's he's caught in this right-left paradigm mode and got to make the got to make the right look good. 
So they're, they're proposing to, I should bring it up and read it directly, they're proposing to limit the retirement and the medical insurance for elected representatives. And you know what? It makes sense. But when you put it in context, when you put it in, they're trying to show savings, money savings, because of the, the, the dire financial straits that the state is in. Well, <laughs> the amount that they're going to save by uh, eliminating the retirement and reducing or eliminating medical coverage, medical insurance for representatives, I, I don't know how many zeros would be between the decimal point and the one as a percentage of the actual expenditures for the state. It wouldn't be very much. And so I said, I proposed that instead of instead of eliminating the uh, these things, we ought to give them a raise if they brought our state and our out-of-control agencies back into constitutional compliance. Now you're talking, how much money do you want to save? Oh, if the... Uh, if the um, Department of Health and Human Services was disbanded or reorganized in a proper fashion, the savings would be enormous. If the state government actually ran according to the federal constitution instructions as in Article 1, Section 10, it wouldn't be a problem at all. We would immediately immediately have a balanced budget. Instead, they're wanting to uh, change the number of people who are on the retirement from the legislature and whether they're going to get benefits or not. See? It sounds good, looks good, feels good, nice and fuzzy. But fuzzy doesn't fix anything. You know, fuzz is what you shave off when you're 16, 17 years old, male. The testosterone's gumming and you're, you're, you have this peach fuzz on your face and it shines in the light. That's, what, that's all this is. Now, appropriately, there should be a better set of rules for how the legislature is compensated, what their benefit package is, but in the in the big picture, reducing the medical benefits of the folks in the legislature really doesn't have much of an impact on the budget that Maine has in comparison to the completely out of control, abusive budgetary issues throughout the state. So anyway, kudos to them. I know they're, they're, they're working hard at, at trying to, to establish their, their territory in Augusta, and they're doing a good job. Some of them are really enthused there's a couple new ones that I'm, I'm really pleased to see and I, I like what they're uh, what they're proposing so far but this whole thing with, with the massaging the, the retirement and and the uh, medical benefits is really just warm and fuzzy just trying to make brownie points with somebody probably the people the people don't really understand if when, when you, someone goes down there to Augusta any of them when they get elected whether I like them or not whether you like them or not is really kind of immaterial they want an election if they actually want it if it wasn't bought and paid for if they want an election fair and square they are representing 
some segment of the main population and are giving up time. And there's a lot of work involved. There is a tremendous amount of work involved. I know that whether it's productive work or not is the question. But they do put in lots and lots of hours. They go from committee meeting to committee meeting and to the floor and all this stuff, and they are very busy. Busy doesn't always translate into productive work, as we all know. There's all kinds of busy work, and if you keep people busy enough, they really won't get anything done, and I think that's really what goes on. But take it, take it all in, in, as, with a grain of salt as if it's actually functional, and they get paid. Good. They should be paid a reasonable wage, okay? A reasonable wage. They're giving up tremendous amount of time. They're stopping their normal business, their normal job, their their normal home life is completely interrupted. So they need to be properly paid, properly compensated. While they're there, they need to be properly compensated. If that includes medical care, fine. Fine. It's a spit in the ocean compared to the rest of the expenses of the state. The big deal is that they should not carry that after they're no longer in the legislature. Apparently right now, if you spend 10 years as a legislature, legislator, you end up with a significant retirement and medical insurance for life. Now, that's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely, absolutely nuts. Anyone that actually works as a career politician, even the, even the terminology makes me cringe. Career politician? There's something wrong with that. We are supposed to be engaged as citizen citizen lobbyists, citizen legislators, citizen servants, and then go home to our real job and our real life and our real families. It's not supposed to be a career, unfortunately. That's how it ends up. But anyway... So you see the drill. So these guys are, are working on this. And yes, the, the, the provision for retirement and benefits needs to be properly updated. But to just simply eliminate it is just warm and fuzzy and does nothing. In fact, I suggested that maybe they should give them all a significant raise if they would bring our state back into constitutional compliance at the state and federal level, the savings would be horrendous, horrific, tremendous. How many of those words you want to throw in there? They would be billions in savings. Billions would it be? Because most of the cost of running the state, the cost, the real cost of running the state agencies that you pay for, do nothing but reduce your freedom. How do you like that? These huge prices, these huge costs for these out-of-control rogue agencies, DHHS being the, the biggest culprit, their primary position, their primary job, their primary function is reducing your freedom. We were not free to harm anyone. We are free to carry on our lives without the interference of the state or federal government. We are free to not be members of their little club. They make you a member no matter what. Anyway, disbanding that or reorganizing it from the top
pop to the bottom would save the state just so much money it would be unbelievable. Maybe the folks would be able to survive a little easier in our uh, difficult environment in northern Maine. What do you think? Anyway, just some thoughts. I don't see anybody in there doing the, the Happy New Year thing. Come on, folks. Well, hopefully you're not hungover. You're just uh, kind of having an early, nice cup of coffee, looking out the window at the snow and the the uh, the lynx walking across the snowbanks. Oh, yes, we have lynx in northern Maine. <clears throat> anyway, let's see. Let's get into a couple items here as we travel along. And if you, if I'm not paying attention to the folks in the chat room, just interrupt. Not a problem. There's a, I don't know the total significance of this, but go to um, Economist. It's the Economist 2015 warning cover. Um, I'm not sure. It's uh, the Economist. It's pretty interesting. I'm looking at a screenshot, and it's a little scary. Who's who's on the cover of the group of people? You got to blow it up to really look at it. Um, there must be telling us something. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, all the criminals seem to be on the cover of the Economist 2015. A little scary. Mm, don't know. Don't know. But, well, but be that as it may, this is an article from our, our, our chief conspiracy reporter. Florida congressman denied access to censored pages from the 9-11 report. Very interesting. Now, like this guy or not, every once in a while, he jumps right in there and has something uh, pretty important to say. I've I've heard him say the dumbest things and some of the best things on the House floor. So, I don't know. This guy, Grayson, Alan Grayson from Orlando. The U.S. House Intelligence Committee has denied Congressman Grayson's request for access to 28 classified pages from the 2002 report of Congress joint inquiry into the 9-11 attacks. Ah, goodness. Let's see what happens here. Grayson told BrowardBulldog.org he made his request at the suggestion of House colleagues who have read them as they consider whether to support a proposed resolution urging President Obama to open those long censored pages to the public. So here we go. Here we go. Listen, folks. This is this is whether you like this guy or hate this guy. Whether you're you're the you're the biggest Bush family supporter or the biggest Obama sort of family supporter. It's not about these people and their agendas. Let's, let's get to the truth. Got to quit playing the sides. Grayson was denied access to those 28 pages that none of us have seen, a few congressmen have seen, and it's all got the black lines across, you know. So what's going on here? Why was he denied? He says, I have been instrumental in publicizing the Snowden revelations regarding pervasive domestic spying by the government, and this is a petty means for the spying industrial complex to lash back. This is Grayson speaking. Grayson said last week referring to National Security Agency leaker Edward Snowden. At least they didn't call him yeah, it's a leaker. They don't call him a whistleblower. They hate it. Even the... Grrr, makes me crazy. Redacted on orders from then-President George W. Bush, the report says 
the 28 pages concern, quote, specific sources of foreign support, unquote, for the 9-11 hijackers while they were in the U.S. Hmm. Very interesting. Who would support? Who in the U.S. would support hijackers? Well, I guess anybody that really hates our form of government, anybody that really hates our form of economy. So if you hate the Republican form of government and hate capitalism, maybe you would be a supporter of hijackers. Very interesting. Very interesting. Specifically in this report, is the role of Saudi Arabia in funding 9-11, according to former Florida Senator Bob Graham, who co-chaired the joint inquiry and helped write those 28 pages. Graham has long called for declassifying those pages in order to help 9-11 victims and their families find justice and to better serve national security. I thought national security was the top. I thought, you know, if it, all you have to do is say, eh, this is for national security, and it happens. Hmm, it's not happening on this one. July, in July, 9-11 Commission Chairman Thomas Keene and Vice Chairman Lee Hamilton also came out in support of declassification. I'm embarrassed that they are not declassified, said Hamilton, former Indiana congressman. We emphasize transparency. I assumed incorrectly that our records would be public, all of them, everything, really. House Resolution 428, sponsored by Representative uh, Jones, Nebraska, asked President Obama to release the 28 pages of the Joint Inquiry's report, saying there are, they are necessary for a full public understanding of the events and circumstances around the 9-11 attacks. Well, I mean... It's really obvious, don't you think? It's just just as plain as the as the nose on your face. I mean, we've we we know how this is done. It's been it's been vetted and publicized, and it's been in the papers. Everybody knows, don't you know? On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world, overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Of Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbored them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, Well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. 
Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination. Because... Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise, him, 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 and her, and her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in the cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media, which told you the hard truths about... His head could be seen to move violently forward. And... They took the babies out of incubators. And... Mobile production facilities. And... The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never, ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is... And that's about... That's, that's how national security works, right? Just for everything should be better with national security. Interesting. Uh, Representative uh, Thomas Massey is one of the 21 co-sponsors, which include Florida Rep Hastings, uh, Ted Yoho, a whole bunch of them. Massey has challenged all members of Congress to read the report, which he said poses no threat to national security. Very interesting. They, They can't figure out whose side they're on here. It's interesting. Back in 2003, 46 senators, including now Vice President Joe Biden, Joe Gaff Biden, Sam Brownback, Hillary Clinton, and John Kerry wrote to President Bush asking him to declassify the pages. Isn't this great? When the, when the, when the scepter changes, they quickly are on a different side. Wait a minute. How's this work? In a party-line vote, the House Intelligence Oxymoron Committee voted 8-4 to to deny Grayson access to the 28 pages. The same day, the committee unanimously approved requests to access classified documents by 11 other House members. Grayson, an outspoken liberal and member of the House Committee on Foreign Affairs, said his denial was engineered by outgoing chairman Mike Rogers of Michigan. Rogers is a former FBI agent who did not seek re-election in November. Congressman Rogers, quote, this is from Grayson, Congressman Rogers made serious misrepresentations to other committee members when he brought this up, Grayson said in a phone interview. When the Guardian reported on the fact that there were universal domestic surveillance regarding every single phone call, including this one, I went to the floor of the House and gave a lengthy speech decrying it. Chairman Rogers told the committee that I had discussed classified information on the floor. He left out the most important part, that I was discussing what was reported in the newspaper. 
according to Grayson, he clearly misled the committee for an improper purpose to deny a sitting member of Congress important classified information necessary for me to do my job. Rogers did not respond to a request for a comment. An aide in his Lansing, Michigan office referred callers to a spokeswoman for the House Intelligence Committee who could not be reached for comment. Very interesting. Um, An aide in his Lansing, Michigan office. This is a guy, Rogers, who is no longer a representative, but he still has an aide in his Lansing, Michigan office. You know, this is part of the problem. These people are all part of some club that you and I have no idea of. How does this work? This guy's not a representative. He's not elected to anything. But he still has some kind of an office in Michigan. And he has an aide that answers his phone and refers his calls to a spokeswoman for the House Intelligence Committee. These people are all connected. I'm telling you, we've got some serious issues. Why don't, we just, why don't we just make them stop? Isn't it about time? It's about time. Very interesting. One of our one of the folks in chat. This is I haven't researched this. This may be this may be gospel. It may just be conjecture. Says uh, the British world bankers back all wars. Bush is the fourteenth cousin to the Queen of England. All presidents are appointed from the British monarchy. I like that's that is interesting. Um, as in, what year was it? I don't remember. Um, 81, was it? After the Bilderberg uh, meeting in Battenbad? I'm not sure which one. I think that one. Henry Kissinger introduced Bill Clinton, the guy that nobody had ever heard of outside of Mena, Arkansas. But on the world stage in Germany... Kissinger introduces Clinton as the next president of the United States. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see. Oh, what good good comment there in the in the chat room. America is the only country where a significant portion of the population believes that professional wrestling and 9/11 are real. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hey. Something really happened on 9-11. The problem is the story they told to back it up. We don't know for sure, as in engraved in stone, what did happen. But what we know for sure is that what they said happened could not have happened. The lies are just heaped and heaped and heaped. And anybody that digs into it deep gets in trouble. We're still, are you kidding? There's still controversy over what happened in Dallas, Texas in 1964, people. One of them poops and the other one covers it up. That's how they work it. It's just absolutely nonstop in the club. It's just all amazing. I saw a a picture of six presidents. Six. Let's see. There was George Herbert Walker Bush. Then there was Young Bush. Then there was Clinton. Then there was Nixon. Then there was Obama. Then there was Kennedy. Bush, two Bushes, Clinton, Obama, Nixon, and Kennedy. Yep, six of them. Of that six, of those six presidents, and that spans a lot of years, pick one of them that wasn't a, an advocate of the New World Order, 
of the one world government, at least not verbally, at least not specifically. Five of that six group of six actively endorsed the one world government system. The only one that didn't was Kennedy. How interesting. How interesting. Uh, if Bush is the 14th cousin, doesn't matter. Royalty and the money have conspired against each other. Yeah. Hey, they're all something. Whatever they are. But anyway, let's see. What else we got going today that we should touch on here? Uh, again, we need to... Uh, I want you to listen to this and get involved. Don't Don't just sit back. This is the new year. Get involved, folks. We've got to get involved. There's plenty of ways of doing it. I mean, without stressing you out, I'm not trying to get you to make a commitment to to spend 20 hours a week on the phone and, and go through that whole thing. Just, uh, just join with us in support of the the really good things that we're all that we're doing. It works. You can be a part participant. Why does this thing keep resetting us? Makes me crazy. Makes me crazy. I'll get it queued up here in just a second. You don't need to drive a thousand miles a month. You don't need to spend twenty hours a week on the phone. There's no requirement. We just need your support. We need a few thousand people to say, I will participate. I will pay attention. I will make a phone call here and there. I will write a letter. I will take the time to read a bill and analyze it with the with the through the lens, through the through the magnifying glass of our constitutions. So that, that just means that you would have to have read and understand the parts of the constitutions that that partake to pertain to the bill. So that's all. We're not talking about a, a 20 or 30 or 40 hour a week commitment here. We need a few thousand people to say, look, let's get with the program here. Let's fix this. What was so wrong? What was so wrong with our wonderful main constitution? that it had to be amended 176 times. Really, what was so wrong with it? Well, what was so wrong with it appears to be the fact that it was tightened up from the federal constitution and the things that they saw the, 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 the framers actually participated, the framers actually saw that the main constitution could tighten up some of the places in the federal concepts that need a little, little more, a little more refinement to be narrowed down a little bit, and they did it in Maine, and so that that rotten constitution for Maine had to be changed 176 times over the last 150 years to uh, to keep it from being too good. Geez, I hate that concept. Anyway, we got somebody on the line from Massachusetts. I'll bet it's I'll bet it's our friend Hal Shortley. No, close. Close but no cigar. Dan McGonigal. Dan, good morning. How are you? Happy New Year, friend. I'm good, I'm good. Good. Uh, I just I just saw your post on Facebook and uh thought I'd call in to listen. Well, tell the folks Happy New Year. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Hal and I are going to be up in Maine uh, in Saco on. Uh, I think that's it's January. That's just January. a suburb of Boston. <laughs> Come on. We're going to be in Augusta. Maine. You got to get above Bangor, my friend. I think we're going to be in Augusta too. Uh, let's see. Uh, Oh, be in Sacco on January thirteenth. Uh, the uh, the six, it's either a five or six DVD, part DVD, uh, JBS DVD. The Constitution is the solution. 
He's going to be playing one of the one of the DVDs at a meeting there. And where is that, and what time? That's at the Dyer Library in Sacco, Sacco Museum. Dyer Library forward slash Sacco Museum. Um, Tuesday, January thirteenth, six thirty p.m. Great. I'm sure that'll be good if you can get. You should be just sitting there. You should set up your projector in the Hall of Flags in Augusta and just let it run for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, seriously, I, I'm so tired of it. I, the, um, I started out the show today with the things that we just need to do. It's not about, it's not about writing new laws. It's simply about enforcing the constitutional constraints on the government. That's all it is. If we did that, our budget would be a surplus. If we did that, freedom would ring out throughout the country. But we're afraid of freedom. We'd rather have a, a totally out of control Department of Health and Human Services that, that tells us what we can and can't do and makes us members of their little club. Right, right. I'm gonna try to uh I'm gonna try to hook up with uh uh Rick. Uh, main volunteer response while I'm up there, if possible. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I got a, co- a, new, a couple of new contacts. Uh, don't know the last name. James. James, uh, a veteran who knows um, uh, State Rep. Larry Dunphy, Maine State ah. Rep. Larry Dunphy, and um, uh, they're both interested in the constitutional money, restoring that. And uh, I think James may be trying to write a, a, a bill to submit, uh, to file. Okay. And uh, I'm going to uh, uh, have his contact information from... Private message Private message me the uh, his contact yeah. information so I'll know who it is you're talking about and talking to. I know, oh, okay. I know Larry and uh, some of the new guys that are in there. Uh, Larry's one right. of the old-timers. He's a good guy. He just needs... He just needs some constitutional guidance. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's very interested. Um, and uh, I got it from uh, there's, a, there's a, an organization, constitutionalmilitia.org. They have 30,000 people or organizations in the, in the Twitter network. Uh, oh. Cato Institute's one of them. Uh, Larry Dunphy's one of them. Um, and that's that, that, that website is very graphic, has a lot of great graphics. It's based uh, on the power of the purse, power of the sword, promoted, uh, restoring those promoted by Dr. Edwin Vieira Jr. So, one of, um, smartest, one of the smartest guys in the country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so anytime the Cato Institute's name comes up, I cringe. I, I don't trust them at all, but they do have some good information to put out. Right, right, right. I don't. If they're, I, they may be one of the outfits that promotes open borders. You know, the libertarian viewpoint about open borders, which I disagree with. Um. Uh, but it's a it's a well, very well known organization, and uh, if they're interested in restoring constitutional money, then uh, definitely something to follow up on. You know. We got to do it. Well, I appreciate the fact that you're supporting some of these guys that are that are actually trying to go in the right direction. Uh, there's another another new guy down there, uh, Larry. Uh, Larry, nope, Ward, something Ward. Um, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, Carl Ward, good guy. Uh, I like the direction he's going. We'll see how quickly they turn into a different direction. Because that's what they do. Right. There's a, there's a, uh, uh, I also heard from the same outfit, there's a uh, documentary movie maker from Los Angeles that wants to do a film on this subject too. And he's, uh, that's not, it's not the same guy from Pennsylvania, James Yeager, who's done several films documentary films 
uh, Fiat Empire and Molan Lab. It's a different guy. Well, he's uh, he's in that uh, thirty thousand uh, uh, number uh, Twitter network of that organization. So he they gave they gave uh, he gave uh, the filmmaker my my contact information. They uh, <clears throat> and also I don't know I don't I don't know if Dr. Here will be involved with that or not, but I I would if they wanted me I'd uh, chime in. That'd be great. That'd be great. We need there's there are people more and more people in um, spheres of influence that are getting involved, and that's good. People are waking up. I'm not sure they're waking up fast enough. Right, right. Have you have you been in touch with Hal Shirtliff lately, or you not, should. If you haven't been, you should give him a buzz or whatnot. I think he was looking to uh, hook up with you. When 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 something's going on, how how gets a hold of me and we talk about it. Works works pretty well in our our crazy little uh, network that we've got going here. <laughs> how's your how's your health doing going into the new year? I heard it's pretty good now. My health, yes. That's good. That's great. Excellent. The, um, that's the I, I have I've been dealing with something for most of the folks know, and especially the people that, that know me personally and have known me for years, they've been watching this growth on my nose. And it, I did get it checked out, and finally, after 15 years, I had it analyzed. And the doctor says, yeah, it's a it's a basal cell carcinoma. It's skin cancer. And so uh, I had three spots, and one of them was horrendous, and it's completely gone. I wouldn't have believed it if it wasn't my own arm. Those those photos of of an arm was that your arm that I saw? Wow. Yes, that's Hopefully my arm. Yep. That, that you you cured that. Yep. Wow, that's pretty great. It's that's amazing. Awesome. Yep, we are we are fearfully and wonderfully made. If we give our bodies the correct stuff or apply God's product to it in the right combinations, He didn't put us on this blooming earth and say you're on your own. See ya. He gave us everything we need. Instead, we turn to some other human and say, fix me. Wait a minute. What's wrong with this picture? But the, uh, I, I was talking to a, a doctor friend who's been watching the progress of my harm, and she said, that's amazing. That's unbelievable. I said, no, what's really unbelievable is the $125 office visit the $200 biopsy, the $100 office visit to read the biopsy, and the less than 100 bucks it took me to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Without, yeah. The, without the $5,000 hospital visit and then the follow-up um, drugs and then the the scarring and stuff that would go on for years. This thing is completely gone on my arm. I'm, a, I'm amazed. I, and, it's, and I'm not blowing my own horn that I did this great thing. I tried it. What I didn't do was follow the directions exactly. And so it hurt like blazes, but it healed really fast, really fast. Anybody that wants to do it, I, I wasn't really going to do this. I thought about this this morning, but you brought it up. I'm going to do it. Here's what the deal is. If you have a basal cell, a melanoma, or a squamous cell, this is all supposed to work on all three of those. Mine was a basal cell, the, the least offensive. If you want to do this for, I don't know, about 125 bucks, I can get you all the product that I used, exactly what I did, and help you with it. It's, it's not a big deal. And directions and my personal add to the directions because having been involved in the health and nutrition field for 30 years, I've learned a few tricks and it worked. It's just absolutely amazing. Between the the Amazon cream, the Cansima, and the hydrogen peroxide and the Silver Pure, that crazy amazing high intensity silver com- silver content. 
I, it just healed up in five weeks. It went from this thing, this huge, um, I don't know what you want to call it, mess on my arm that was the size of a silver dollar to zero in five and a half weeks. I just was, uh, I was stunned. And I'd be glad to, to share that with anybody. I'm not talking about uh, making millions of dollars here, just covering the cost a little bit. But uh, right. like 125 bucks, and you can take care of it. It's crazy. That's all. Nice is that all the, the materials available at the health store there in Bangalore? Yeah, mostly. Mostly, yeah. yeah. I can get them for anybody they want. All they do is contact me, and I'll send it off to any place they want, and they can, whatever. I'll type them up uh, the little form, and there's there's a couple pages of instructions. But the the big deal is to to keep it clean, keep it disinfected with peroxide, and keep it covered with the with the with the um, silver pure salve, because that salve just pulls all that nasty stuff that the that the black salve type product kills in the tissue. And it just pulls it out. I was amazed. Anyway, I don't want to belabor yeah. the point. You guys right. don't know how to get a hold of me. Um, NoFDA.com at gmail.com or find me on Facebook or the uh, the new one is TSU. I'm not sure. It's Sue. How do you pronounce that? Sue? TSU? Whatever. Um, TSU uh, .co What is that thing? I had it in my head. It's gone. .co forward slash watchman. If you go on there, um, you can contact me via any one of those methods, and uh, we'll figure out some way to get the everything you need to to try it. No guarantees. That, yep. I see Hal. Hal's got another event, uh, the Mariscotta, um, January 15th, Thursday, January 15th. Where is the, Where exactly is the Mariscotta? Dara Mascara. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the chat. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Cynthia. Cynthia Joy Rosen has just uh, said hello. Uh, Let's see, who's online from Maine? On the phone. Is that Cynthia? Hey, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Thank you. To you as well. Welcome. How are you? Uh, stellar. 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 That's an interesting <laughs> word. Stellar. I love stellar. Very interesting word. <laughs> and your husband? Uh, John's doing just fine. He just finished uh, finishing a rocket stove out in the greenhouse and is having a blast putting that together. So a rocket stove having a blast. That does not sound good. Oh no, no, it is good. <laughs> it's good. It's wonderful. This thing is the most efficient heat producer, and it's doubled as an oven. He's like baking taters in it, and cooked our chicken last night in the a barrel on a barrel. You know, so it's oh, heating the greenhouse. It's keeping it warm. There's no smoke. It's completely contained. And it's cooking our food, you know. Yeah, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. The palm trees warming up to produce uh, bananas and coconuts, right? <laughs> well, it's not done yet. It's not done yet, but it's uh, being used. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Let's see. Someone let's someone put in their oh somebody put in the chat room constitutionalmilitia.org. If you're not in the chat room, folks, it's easy to do. Talkshoe.com, or Rustic Watchman, or five two nine five six, and you can get in there. And this is why the chat room is such a neat tool because you can we can post um, websites and articles and whatnot right there for you to click on and open immediately, or you can go to chatgrabber.com and use the the Aroostook um, Watchman code and go back and read the chats later and pick out all those nifty little um, uh, website URL things there that you can click on and, and use for your own research so you can get involved, folks. Got to get involved. Uh, one of the folks... Uh, put in uh, Cato and Heritage helped write Obamacare. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. This is why when, when Dan mentioned the Cato Institute, I don't trust them any further than I can throw them. The Heritage Foundation and the Maine Heritage Policy Center are the reason why our great Governor LePage has been hobbled. He's been listening to these cretins that tell him lies from the Maine Heritage Policy Center. So they actually insulated him from us, the people like Cynthia and ourselves, that got him elected in the first place. It took us two years to get to him, and they're still surrounding him. How nuts is that? I wonder why we've got problems. Look at the way this system works. It's not supposed to be by the Cato, by the Heritage, by the, the Policy Center government. It's supposed to be we the people, and we the people can't get to them because Cato and Heritage, what's that other criminal conspiracy? I can't remember the name of it. They're the ones that have the influence instead of we the people. We the people put LePage in. We the people put all these people in, Council on Farm Relations, Maine Heritage Policy Center. You can't trust any of them. But they're the ones that are pulling the strings. Anyway, back to my rant. Sorry. Anybody else want to say Happy New Year? Nope. Cynthia, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, Jack. Sure. Dan, can I, keep us, can I sh- Sure, go ahead. Can I share with you an epiphany? Absolutely. Um, as you know, you know, our good friend Greg Hodge. Um, yeah, just left this world uh, three weeks ago, and that was an incredibly uh, life-changing uh, situation that I was extremely blessed uh, to be part of. And I came out of that, and I'm still coming out of that, with uh, a, a lot of insights and a lot of blessings and, and, and a lot of uh, learning. And um, I have come to a conclusion, albeit it might, you know, premature possibly, um, and this may sound blasphemous for some folks, who are listening, um, but I believe we're all the Messiah. Every single one of us. um, The realities are that the battle, this battle we're engaged in, um, is being fought in, in, yes, through our system of elections and legislation and what have you, it's it's also being fought spiritually and esoterically, esoterically. And I don't know if that's actually a word, but <laughs> on esoteric terms and levels. And love and fear is all there is. And I'm not saying anything new there. Um, but it seems to me that when we're afraid... And, and we're in a place of the anxiety and uh, a state of poverty, uh, a state of lack, the violence, um, and constantly on a in, in a defense mode. I feel like we're putting that you know validation into the actual fight itself, and I think spiritually speaking the more people that take the moments in their life to, in their day, to, to be in a place of mindfulness and thankfulness, we're witnesses to, to God, whatever God is to you. We're witnesses to God's creation. And God don't make mistakes. And we were made in God's image. And that image is defined by our own human acceptance of what it means. And I feel very strongly at this point that making sure that, you know, we bring ourselves and we find ourselves getting, you know, fearful or anxious or even frustrated. I mean, we get angry because a change needs to be made. Um, That's the point of anger. 
But if the change is, the trick is being able to have love there. The trick is being able to to vibrate in, in a place that's much higher, much higher. It feels like kind of like when the fat lady sings and that glass shatters, that the illusion of strife and violence and a state of lack will shatter with that. Physically speaking, I'm going to make food and I'm going to make what I do. And if I have friends that are going to, you know, trade me something or or buy it from me, I'm not going to not do it because I didn't get the state's permission. Ah, And when I have neighbors... Rebel. I'm sorry? A rebel. No, it's thou shall have no other God before me. Hey, good for you. That's it. It, That's our our natural state of being. The state is not determiner of how we feed and nurture ourselves, who we decide to contract with privately to get our needs met. And individuals need to take a hold of that. You know the Old Testament well. Throughout the Old Testament. And what is, what is everything in our society is based on fear, right? Yes, fear is. of the government, fear of uh, loss of a job, fear Fear, fear. All throughout the Old Testament, it says, fear not. Fear not is a command, not a suggestion. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. I fear not. It's a command. It's an instruction, not a suggestion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so so I'm going to leave this conversation going, be the Messiah. Do one more act of kindness. Have one more moment of thankfulness. One more, one more, one more. We all, you know, a whole lot of us are doing that. That's where fundamental changes are going to happen. Not because LePage does the right thing. Yep. But because the people individually are doing the right things. Thanks for coming on this morning, Cynthia. I appreciate it. Much love. Blessings on your head and home, Jack. And yours. Thank you for all that you did in the in the Greg and the other Cynthia uh, situation. I know you were right in there taking care of things. None of us, a lot of us were too far away, couldn't get physically involved, but we were watching and, and our, our hearts were in it. So thank you for being the, the, the person there on the scene. Oh, lots of hugs. Lots of people were there. You be well, Jack. Okay, kiddo. Uh, All right. I'm going to leave you folks with the uh, We the People of Maine uh, video and the audio here. You can't see it, but I can. And here we go. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you on the radio. Happy New Year. We the People of Maine Incorporated is now a... Formal Maine Nonprofit Corporation. We, the incorporators, did not do this for our benefit, but for the defense, benefit, and welfare of all the Maine people through a continual vigilance of government at all levels by our network of trained monitors. Like most corporations, we have a structure similar to the standard for profit corporations consisting of the required officers, treasurer, secretary, as well as a research team, writers, monitors, a webmaster, lawyer, media consultants, event coordinators, and recruiters. The corporation will be supported by dues-paying memberships and donations from the people of Maine according to their ability to do so. It will have state, county, and municipal coordinators and a working, supportive team membership. Monies received from the membership will not be spent on salaries or wages, but on expenses such as travel, lodging, food, office supplies, advertisements, etc. Other than those who are mentioned above, the working membership will be made up of at least two representatives from each of the 16 counties and at least two members from each city, town, and plantation. We will require a team of trained and experienced monitors 
to examine legislative bills, municipal ordinances and warrants, attend hearings in the various committees, and lobbyist activities. We will need knowledgeable people to analyze legislative bills for their constitutionality and others who are able to write bills and are willing to work as liaisons to the legislature. We will need approximately 600 people to effectively establish our working model. Government at all levels is out of control, and the root of this problem is because the main constitution was skillfully destroyed or weakened by deceptive and repugnant resolves that led to amendments that misinformed and deceived the people of Maine. This same process was used to amend and create public law. This is where you, the people of Maine, enter the picture. Many of us have tried to do this individually and by combining our efforts with another group or organization. Either way, we have been thwarted and beaten back by the concerted efforts of the governor, the legislature, the bureaucrats and their government agencies, and sadly enough, even by the political parties and their leadership. We have pondered various methods of using the constitutions of the United States and Maine to open doors and break through barriers never before done in the past, but we were forced to return to the starting line every time. We have now found what we believe to be the battering ram, a structure that will bring the main people back to the forefront as our founding fathers intended. But it is going to take an effort from the people of Maine. We believe we need to place all independent patriotic people, their groups and associations under one umbrella corporation, identified by its true name and identification, we the people of Maine. By reading or listening this far, you now know that we have incorporated and it is our intent to bring every constitutionally minded individual, group, organization, and association together as a synergistic force to return Maine to its constitution and our government back to work for the defense, benefit, and welfare of the people of Maine. Please do not let this effort slip through your fingers. Yes, it may take your time, energy, and money, but we encourage you to look at this as the beginning of an effort that should be easy if we all come together and move forward as a unified force. The power of the people is guaranteed by our founding documents, the Declaration, and the Constitutions. Please contact us by mail at We the People of Maine, 70 East. Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, Road, in Winslow, W-I-N-S-L-O-W, Maine, zip code 04901, or you can find us at our website, wethepeopleofmaine.org, or you can send an email to wethepeopleofmaine at gmail.com. We the people of Maine, by the people, of the people, for the people. WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle. <laughs>